Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. everybody hear me? Linda, can you hear me okay? I can hear you now. That was the weirdest introduction ever of any radio show ever. Uh, We're about to have a storm here, and uh, I think my internet went down. That was awesome. It sounded like Darth Vader did the intro. Did it sound like that to you, too, or did it, like, actually? There was no intro, so it was truly, I don't know, maybe it was telepathic. Okay, well, hang on. Let me me just, uh, let me... Play this because I'm hesitant now. But anyway, hi everybody. You're listening to the live Best Ever You show. <laughs> I love live radio. It's so awesome. Um, I had to call back into my own show because it disconnected me. That's so cool. Anyway, I have guests. <laughs> this is awesome. It's the day. I'm telling you. Um, we're at besteveryou.com, and my guest today is Dr. Linda Howe. Um, her website is L I N. D-A-H-O-W-E.com. And um, maybe we were laughing so hard before we started the show because we're both, um, we both are from Iowa. <laughs> so awesome. Um, maybe you're not from there, Linda, but you, you are, you know, are there now. But yeah, I was raised in the Quad City. So shout out to everybody from Bettendorf, Iowa, Davenport, Iowa, LeClaire, Iowa, all of Iowa, Iowa City, Sioux City, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, you name it. Hi, Iowa. Right, Linda? That's right. That's right. It's the it's the breadbasket of the world and we love Iowa. Yeah, I was uh I was Miss Iowa teen even in nineteen eighty eight. So go Iowa, go Hawks, go Cyclones, whatever you Oh boy. So we'll get the Iowa thing out, but, um, That is so fabulous. It. Even though yeah. and I'll tell you what, even though I'm from Chicago, do you know yeah. I have been a big fan of Iowa for like the last thirty years. And actually, ten years ago, got a cottage on the Mississippi in Leclaire, and has been and has been spending uh, really uh, half my time there. So yeah, I it love is it, it is a wonderful place, right at the heart of right. It is the heartbeat of America. So yeah. it's a powerful place to be. Now yeah, the secret I, is out. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Well, I live in Maine. And um, I, uh, via California and all this stuff, and we chose to raise our boys here. We have four boys, and Maine, I swear, is so much like Iowa. It would totally freak you out. Um, they do things like pick the kids up um, with the with the bus at the end of your driveway. I mean, it's just a total throwback place in some aspects. Uh, it reminds me of totally growing up in Iowa, minus corn. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That is very funny. So, oh my anyway. goodness. All right. So, Linda Howes with me, everybody. Let me give you her website. I started to. It's L I N D A H O W E dot com. And it's Dr. Linda Howe, actually. She's an author, teacher, and leader in the field of acoustics. 
studies, as we say, right? Uh, I probably just destroyed that. Yes, Akashic studies. Akashic studies. She was the first person to bring the Akashic records to the World Community for Enrichment of Secular People. I have no idea what that means, and we're going to learn. And so if you're uncomfortable with this topic, if you don't know about this topic, if you're going to learn about this topic, that's what we're going to do today because – I got to tell you, I'm kind of clueless. I've read, I've read her books and, and that left me a little way more enlightened actually, but still I have questions. And so she has three books Mm -hmm. that have all won awards from the coalition of visionary resources. And um, gosh, do you want to just tell me the names of your books? Tell us the names of your books. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, so my first book um, that came out in 2009 is how to read the Akashic records accessing the archive of the soul and its journey and that book is it really is it identifies the akashic record for personal use i mean we're not scientists we're spiritual seekers right and so this is a book that clarifies what the akashic record is how it's organized and the best ways for us to begin to use the record as a resource for personal growth and transformation. It's, so it's all about the method and what's available. Then, of course, I, in my own journey, you know, the books actually correspond with my own journey, of course. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, I've got the method, I'm done. Well, I was so wrong. So, so with the method in hand, I found that life kept going and um, there, there are all kinds of issues. You know, life is always unfolding. Things are always happening, and growth is always available. And so my second book is Healing Through the Akashic Records, Using the Power of Your Sacred Wounds to Discover Your Soul's Perfection. And, and the title alone should tell you a lot about the book. So it, it actually through the odyssey of our own personal healing and transformation, um, altering, actually transforming our relationship with the wounds and injuries we've sustained in this lifetime and other lifetimes, right, that keep us from being, you know, happy and productive and useful in the world. It's a very exciting book to me because it. It clarifies the practice of unconditional self-love, which um, has been a very radical and remarkable spiritual practice um, for me and many others. And so the book is not about, you know, the the Akashic Records aren't going to do anything to us or even for us, but it is through engagement in this infinite spiritual resource that we can transform our relationship with really, you know, our most painful experiences. And then my, um, then my last book came out in 2015, and that is, and that's uh, published by Hay House, and that's Discover Your Soul's Path Through the Akashic Records, Taking Your Life from Ordinary to Extraordinary. And now this is, I love this book. I love it. And what I, what I love about it is it really addresses, like what's for so many of us, the primary conundrum, right, the spiritual conundrum of our age, which is, right, how do I maintain my spiritual awareness while I participate, while I find a way to participate effectively 
in the world just the way the world is, right? How in heaven's name do I do that? And so this book addresses that really profound profound question, profound question for me and my students, and and presents a way to approach our relationship with ordinary human living so that we begin to understand the spiritual significance and value of the most ordinary of our human experiences. And and I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm working on another book right now that I'm very excited about too, but <laughs> but I don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of myself. And that's but it, that's about manifesting and and bringing your soul's purposes to life. So so there is, you know, there's a journey, and we're all sharing it, in, in, and it's just, it's a wonderful time. So those are the books, and they really are, they can be used as, uh, you know, um, a lot of people use them like workbooks, <laughs> and, and for good reason, because this is about applicable spiritual wisdom, right, that I've gleaned through my experience in the records. You know, I started working in the records in 1994 after, really, after, I'll tell you what, after like 16 years of really beating the bushes, looking for, like, there has to be, here was my thing, I thought there has to be a way to connect with this um, experience, this spiritual consciousness of being completely known and accepted and appreciated, right? There has to be a way to connect with this that is outside of religion and institution and, and dogma. And, and after, really after 16 years of, of trying everything and having a wonderful time, I must say, um, I came upon the records in 1994, and uh, I have been working in the records ever since. You know, everything else stopped. And actually, just just as a PS, right, um, actually in, uh, in 2015, I earned my doctorate. In, I have a doctorate of spiritual, um, spiritual studies from Emerson Theological Institute in the Akashic Records. So I'm the first person in the world to have a doctorate in Akashic Records specializing in the use of the Akasha for personal growth and transformation. So, and, and that is, to me, I mean, that just thrills Huge. me. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. you know, because when I first heard the word, you know, Elizabeth, when I first heard the word Akasha, I mean, all right, so you're from the Midwest, you understand this. I heard the word Akasha. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. But, like, what is that? It sounds like a sugar, you know, the actually. Sound of it like went right the sound it went right into my heart. I thought, I must, I mean, it was really kind of, I must find out what this is. Um, so, yeah. um, and but it so turns out me. that the word itself, the word Akasha, is a Sanskrit word. This is very interesting. It's a Sanskrit word, and what it means is is primary substance, that from which all things are formed. So when we talk about the Akashic Record, we want to begin to think about the the primary, right, which is the first, right, the primary substance of life. So it's the essence of life before we get to it with all our... <laughs> you know, with all our stuff, right? So it's like the raw material of life. 
with all its potential and possibilities, and it's imbued with divine potential, right? So that's what the Akashic Record is. That's, that's actually the first, the first step in awareness of it. Does it mean that, like, somebody has a specific plan? Like, um, you know how sometimes you see, like, movies um, and and they try and give each person, like, their – it's like a book of your life, sort of, and, like, this is the way your life's supposed to go, and if you veer from this, they pull you back. You know, there's all – is that what this is? Um, are, do you have, a, like, a set – this is really this is a great question. This question you're asking is really great. So here's here's how I have come to understand it. That okay, so so we understand what it's made of. It's vibrational, so there's no physical book, right? No one ever sees the record. The way we connect it with it is through our perception. Okay, so that's the first thing I want you to know. Now, um, so we understand the Akashic Record, the record itself, is a vibrational archive or collection of every soul in their journey. So we are all in this Akashic Record. Now, from an Akashic perspective, and from many other perspectives as well, but from an Akashic perspective, there is one soul, right? And we are all part of it. So we all have, there is one level at which we share soul's purposes because we're all part of the same soul. But what happens, the variation and the distinctions are in the unique expression. So at the, at the inception of the soul, there is, let's say we're going to take you, Elizabeth. So there's Elizabeth, and there is, um, a part, there are two parts to your records, and the first part is permanent. It's like who you are throughout time, and we can understand it. We can understand it as the blueprint of your soul, although we'll never see anything visually. I mean, it's not like we're going to see a physical blueprint. It's, it, but we can also understand it as your divine potential. It's who you are in truth, who you are destined to become through the course of your countless lifetimes. Okay? Yeah. And no, then and what time. travels... Okay, like okay, but here's what, here's what goes with it. What travels along with that is the collection of the stories you live through which you awaken to your divine potential and start to live it. Okay? And that happens, as you know... I mean, listen, we're infinite beings for a reason. It takes a long time to do this, right? We, you know, we wake, we become aware, and then we, you know, we wrestle with these things. And we really, the point is that we become aware of who we are in truth, that we live from that point of view while we're here on earth. And so... Now, so it's interesting. So what's fixed and permanent, it is your destiny that you will come to know and love yourself at some point. And the thing is, from the records, they don't care how long it takes you. There's no rush, <laughs> which is good news. Well, no. uh, to me, that's well, good news. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, very okay. good news. Well, yeah, I was thinking okay. about it as you were talking. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you yeah. want to ask, honey? 
Well, I'm thinking about. Um, let's just take my four kids for example. Have you ever ex- um, have you ever heard a parent say, "Well, like one of their ch- uh, kids or two of their kids feel like old souls"? Like, how do they have right. all of World War II memorized and they were like born knowing it, <laughs> you know, or whatever? You know, it's like I know. Isn't that a trip? Interesting. I know. You know, it listen. I know. Trip. With my son, I remember one day he turned to me and he was about three, and he says, "Remember when we were on that boat crossing the ocean?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Because I don't it has not happened in this life. And anyway, yes, yes, yes. Well, until they're about seven, kids have a lot of recollection of prior lives. I mean, that, that's quite common. But this idea of old soul, first of all, from an Akashic perspective, we recognize that that soul age, everybody's the same age soul-wise, okay? But where, we, where the distinction is, is in our levels of awareness, okay? So there are some people who are much more awake than others. That's all. Um. Got it. So, yeah. so that's that's. But but I understand what you're saying. That people say, "Oh my God, my kid knows all this stuff." Yes. And and actually, I want to say, and of course, this is your child, because you're a person who can handle this. That's interesting. Yes, I See, know. This I'm not child, this right child is not going to go to to a Neanderthal. Yeah. You know, it's not safe. <laughs> They're going to pick you. They're like, where are you? They're looking uh-huh. for you. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so to educate us on something that I know not to ask you, like I, I, I just don't know it yet to be smart enough to, or aware enough yet to ask you, like what are some questions that I should be asking you? Because um, you, we're going to sit in educate us mode here. <laughs> okay, okay. So here's, I, this is what I, okay, there's a couple things I think are really, really important in dealing with the when when we engage in the Akashic record. Okay, so so the first thing is we want to understand what it is, and it's a it's an infinite spiritual resource. It is related to Earth. It is related to the human experience. You know how we say as within, so without. This is the collective vibrational body of the collective memory, so to speak, right? So it has nothing to do with other planets, starseed groups, none of that. Okay, so to just take that off the table, because it has nothing to, it's it's really about, um, it's a spiritual resource. Now, the good news about it being a spiritual resource is that tells us that it's based, it's rooted in love, Okay. The, the Akashic Record is governed by three uh, principles. They're called the Akashic Absolutes, and they are fear not, judge not, and resist not. These three principles work together to safeguard the space. So when we enter into the sanctuary, that is the Akashic field, we never have to worry about you know, some spirit guide making fun of us or some, you know, whatever, uh, some entity laughing at us because we made a mistake. There's no torment or ridicule. There's complete acceptance, kindness, respect, and dignity. That is the nature of the Akashic field. It is spiritual. No, every, it is, everyone's in it. Like we can't throw anybody out. And, and like sometimes people say, 
Oh, someone said they erased me from the Akashic Record. Well, relax, because that's not possible. I mean, it's just, and it's a little crazy if you think about it. No one can erase you from the record. Anyone in existence is naturally a part of this. Now, the other thing is, is that because it's a spiritual resource, it gives us the opportunity, and it's embedded in the soul. I like to think of this as the energetic, if you can think of it like embedded in the soul, Rise, a field of light, vibrational light, rising up out of the soul, connecting us to the source. So we are always connected to the source, but this vibrational field holds us steady as we awaken to this truth that we're always connected. So that's, that's another way to think of it. So it's embedded in your soul, it keeps you connected to the source, and it holds you steady as you realize, like, oh my God, I'm one with the oneness. Okay? So, the other thing is that when we work in the Akashic Record, we begin to see and know ourselves as we are seen and known from a spiritual perspective, which is infinitely loving, okay, understanding and appreciative. So that's really the point of working in the records. It is not, it is like lousy for divination. So if you think, like we used to think in the the olden days, we used to think that, um, you know, to do these things, we had to be, you had to be psychic to work in the records. But that's just not, it's not true. Do you know, because psychic is based on fear. I mean, it's fun. Listen, I, I'll grant you that. It's a lot of fun, and I, I play with it myself sometimes. But the truth is, if, like, the only reason I want to know what the future is is because I'm afraid. And I need to, like, organize myself to beat the dealer, so to speak. But see, with a spiritual approach, we don't, it, it really suggests that there's nothing to be afraid of. And so you don't have to be psychic, and anybody who wants to can connect with the record. Now, here's another very interesting thing. Am I making, does this help you, Elizabeth? Is this all right? No, no, yeah, it's perfect. I'm, I'm, uh, again, I'm probably a lot more mathematical, logical, that kind of thing. So I'm, as you're talking, I'm going, well, how do you, like, I'm wanting to know, like, the how. Like, how do you connect with an Akashic record? Oh, I'll tell you that. Okay, can I tell you that in a minute? I want to just say a few more things. And then, but, well, yes, we will talk about the how-to. But it's, but I think it's also important, and, that we understand where we stand in relationship to the record at this point in history, okay? Yep. Because, as you, as you may know, I mean, and we all know this at some level, you know, the Akashic record isn't new. People have been working in the record since, you know, I don't know, since we were talking to each other, to, since we were connecting with our own soul. So, um, however, historically, the record has been the domain of like mystics and saints and scholars, certainly not secular people like us. Then, I mean, and we see in the 19th century, we had some, uh, some awareness and, and discussion of the Akashic record by the Theosophists and Blavatsky and like this, but there was really, 
it was it was still very clear that well only these people who were like esotericists i mean they're really the only ones who can do this then in the middle of the 20th century edgar casey came around and he was very popular in the west he did uh, wonderful things, bringing our attention to the Akashic Record as uh, a spiritual resource. But here was the here was the, so in the middle of the century, Edgar Casey's working in the records and he's getting all this healing information. Quite brilliant, making a profound difference in the lives of many many people. Then continuing to this day, there are two problems. When Casey worked in the records, he was in, he was unconscious. He's like in a dead-out trance. He doesn't know what he's saying, okay? So he can't teach anybody else how to do it. It was still that Edgar was special and the rest of us weren't, right? So So Edgar was unconscious and unable to teach anybody else how to do this. The radical change. Now, if you think, like, my goodness, so here we are. And in 1994, I learned how to access the records through means of a prayer. So, and, and then in 2001, I get this pathway prayer process. I get it through my own records, connecting us to the heart of the record. I'll talk about that in a minute. But, so, so this is really, to me, this is breathtaking. This is the first time in human history that secular people like you and I are able to have a more conscious connection with our own soul, right, through conscious, responsible, deliberate access of the Akashic Record. This is like, to me, this is mind-blowing because now... Anyone who wants to can connect with their own records. Now, okay, so so then so now we come to the question. So and and you know, not everybody wants to. So we're not going to worry about those people. <laughs> they certainly aren't listening. <laughs> but you know, I mean, not everybody. You know, not, it's not the lifetime for everybody. People are doing all kinds of things. But for those of us who are here. Right, like, yeah. oh my God, how do you do this? Okay, so here's how this goes. Um, the way that I work and what has been revealed to me through, you know, 20 some years of very intense, continuous work in the records <laughs> is, is a, a prayer. And it's in, it's in all my books, it's on my website, it's a very simple prayer. It is very. It is a simple prayer. It's very deliberate. In the saying of the prayer, we experience a subtle shift in awareness while still maintaining consciousness. I mean, you, you know, no one takes over your body. The only thing you're channeling, it's in the family of, I would say, conscious channeling. Because you don't leave your body, and no entity, no aliens take over your body. You're in full authority, right, of who you are and like that. So... Um, so what happens is in the saying of the prayer, there is a subtle shift in our awareness. It's a perceptual shift so that we can consciously um, engage in this Akashic field. Now, I know, I mean, you're a little, you know, you're scientific, you're logical, right? 
Um, not not always, but in which is, I, I know, no, no, but you have this is this is good. No, listen. So I want you to know that there is a there's a physicist. I don't know. Are you familiar with Dr. Irvin Laszlo? I'm not. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yes, Laszlo is like yeah. prolific. I, I mean, this guy, he's like unstoppable. And yeah. he, in uh, whatever year it was, 2003, he wrote a book called Science in the Akashic Field. Quanta, he's a quantum physicist. And, and Laszlo writes this book, and he was the first person in the scientific community to formally identify and recognize the Akashic Field as – you know, the, the, the field of everything is basically what it is. So, and Laszlo endorsed my work back at that time and has continued to um, be a supporter of my work, for which I am truly, truly grateful. But the awesome. thing that's so interesting is that, so it's interesting to me that at the time when the record is becoming available to us, the scientists are saying, oh, Yes, I guess there's something there, and they can. So I really recommend. I get you want to get the second edition. It's published by Inner Traditions. Uh, you know, it's called um, Science in the A Field, Akashic Field. It's tremendous. Now I have to tell you, you know, they say, oh, this is a book for people, uh, lay people who have scientific interests. Now, uh, listen, I'm a I'm a lay person. I I don't. I'm scientifically. I'm not trained. And, and I found the book very difficult. So, so don't be discouraged. I mean, it, but it's, it's really, it's terrific. All right. Um, so. Well, so let me, let yeah. me ask you. All right, so what's your next question? Well, okay, so. Okay, I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> They're, like, building up as you're talking. Um, good, so, good, good. Uh, yeah, no. I, I Well, what I think the whole time you were talking before, I'm like, I'm wondering, like, you know, if, like, you're super special and the rest of us aren't, and you just answered that, saying, you know, people can access this, um, you know, the secular and, you know, the, just the regular old people can do this. But do you have something different about you than the rest of us? Or uh, do you know what I mean? Are you, um, is your vibrational energy completely different than mine? Oh, I don't, you know what, I don't buy into that. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. No, no. Here's what, and I'll tell you and and here's why I'm saying that. Okay. I'll tell you what I have that I notice not everyone has. I have the desire, I have this deep desire to have a conscious connection with my own soul and the divine. This is like I am I am by nature I'm a quester, right? I really want this it's like a hunger a thirst in me as a human being do i have special abilities i don't think so you know i mean i you know anyway this but here's the other thing i know is that i have i over the years i have taught tens of thousands of people how to do this and they are all now enjoying and growing in their own conscious relationship with their own soul and learning to have this um, dynamic, interactive relationship with their own soul, their own spiritual authority, the divine reality. And that's how, but but I'll tell you something that I also think is, is critical in this. Because we are the first 
people in history to be doing this, right? And, and we're not living in the ashram, okay? You've got four boys. You are not in the ashram. <laughs> that's what I know about you, okay? And some days I'm sure you wish you were. But anyway, that's right. Okay. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Um, I just got lost. Oh no! I, um, okay, I interrupted you because I wondered what ashram, like living in the ashram, means or whatever. I didn't. I don't understand. So what, what that, that means. means is you live in the world. We live in the world, right? Oh. We live in the world. We are not in isolation. You know, one of the real benchmarks of of I want to say sustainable New Age spirituality is that it empowers us to live in the world as opposed to take us away from the world. Historically, religions, I mean, people loved them because it was a great escape. <laughs> and the yeah. thing is, working in the records, it's, it's really not much of an escape. But here's the thing. Because we are the first generation of people who can do this, we must give ourselves a chance to learn. See, I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but, you know, I was raised in a traditional American religion. And... My parents, my parents were great people. I love my parents, but they didn't know what I was doing. They're like, oh, my God, what are you doing, right? They, there's no way they can teach me how to do this. So, so it, is a worthy, it is a worthy effort to give yourself a chance to learn how to do this so that because I, I have no illusions. See, I don't think 50 years from now anybody will be taking classes. Or Do you know what I'm saying? It's just that this is new. When something is new, like when we first got the car, right, in the, back of the, in the early uh, last century, we all had to learn how to drive. Because nobody knew, even knew, well, like, what is this car thing? So now our Money, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> Never it's the same thing. Right? I don't know. You know, I it's, just, it's the same, same principle. Same principle, yeah. right? Do you remember when you got your first computer? I, mean, I don't know about you. It was like, oh, my God, now I'm, like, connected. To, you know, I should just have a chip yeah. implanted behind my right ear. I mean, it's crazy. It's the same yeah. principle. Got it. So what I see is I see many people who come to classes with great natural talent. But, see, Talent, talent without training is like, it's talent, but it's not. So what we want to look at is to give, to give ourselves a chance to learn. Okay, because, see, it's like a bicycle. Once you know how to do it, you're, you've got it. Okay. So, so I think that's important to keep in mind. But because, well, here's the other thing I've observed Okay, so I've noticed there are many people who really do not care about the Akashic Records. They're never going to open them. They, it's not their, It's just not what they're into this lifetime. That's fine. But I know that when people have a sincere desire to make this connection, they are able to do so. Sometimes, sometimes very easily, and sometimes they need a little help to get started. But none of us are meant to walk the path alone. So there's certainly no shame in needing some assistance at different points right along the way. So I just, I really say that because I know some people are like, oh, I should know how to do this. I did it in a past life. I'm like, right. And that was like 800 years ago. And you didn't speak English. So take a deep breath and let's learn how to do it this way. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I don't want to. Eight hundred years I, ago. Do you understand? It's English. really. No, I get it. Yeah. It, it's it's tremendous. It's it's really okay. Great. Right, when you yeah. work in when you work in the records, what exactly are you doing? I'm uh, what? Ah, oh, it's so great. I love this question. Good question, Elizabeth. So first of all, and I think one of the keys to success in working in the records, one of the keys to success is appropriate expectation of the spiritual resource. Okay? So here's what we want to know. Not um not an oracle for divination. Okay, so we're going to take that off the table. Lousy fortune telling, go get yourself a pendulum, you'll have much better success. Okay. So when we when we work in the record, what we're talking about is stepping into, shifting into, right? A dimension of consciousness, a state of awareness. Right? It is a realm. It's invisible, right? But we we feel it, we sense it. Right, eighty-five percent of the people who work in the records have this like sense of knowing. They have a sense of something, right? Only, only like ten percent ever see anything. Okay, that's not very many, and five percent hear things. Okay, so I just I, so that means eighty-five percent of us, and I'm one of the eighty-five percent. Right, we we say the prayer and we experience a shift, subtle shift. And that means if the doorbell rings, you're going to hear it like that. Um, you're going to be conscious. But it's, it's as if you have stepped into this sanctuary of profound, um, for me, it's profound reverence, kindness, respect. Um, it's sanctuary. It is a very safe, emotionally safe and sacred space. Do you know, before I worked in the records, you know, my friends, you know, I mean, my, of course my friends are, you know, we all do this stuff, right? And my friends are like, they say things to me like, Linda, the truth is within, you know. And I'm like, you know, well, that that is true. I got that. That's true. The question is, how do I get to that truth? And I know that by moving into the record, right, I am in this space of exceptional emotional safety and what makes it easier for us to know the truths that we carry inside have they're embedded in our soul we've been carrying them for lifetimes what brings those truths to our attention is when we have the experience of safety and non-judgment now the way Many of us work in the records, I and mean, certainly the way I work in the records, and I, I encourage others to do this too. The, the way to work in the records is, you know, we bring our questions about the life and, you know, the situations, our human dilemmas. Because, see, the record is the intersecting zone of heaven and earth. As you, Elizabeth, are the human intersection of heaven and earth, right? The record is the invisible part of you intersecting heaven and earth, right? And so it's a very exciting idea that our human challenges are the portal through which we make this divine encounter. All right. But one of the things that really 
separates us or, or separates the the record from many other resources. And there are many wonderful resources out there, uh, you know. But see, in the record, the we'll call them the agents of light, the agents of the records who are responsible for the optimal um, harmony and uh, functioning of the akashic field. Um, we they when when these beings of light step into I don't know these positions of responsibility in the akashic field, they relinquish their need for ego gratification and pers- So what that means is that like when we go into the records, we don't see any like we don't see guys in hoods, you know we don't meet with you know, great ascended masters. We don't have spirit guides with names. We don't see angels with swords and flames and implements. They work in groups. It's very Aquarian, as I understand it, because these beings, it's like there is a team of light beings who are dedicated to your awakening, evolution, and expression, your experience and expression of love throughout the ages and they have no need for you to know their name because it's not about them it's about you growing into your divine potential so we get all this assistance and encouragement right from these beings of light who who really they're so gracious they just they have no demand for us to know, like, their name or what, you know. I don't know. You know, in in earlier days, you know, I had a lot of fun. You know, I did a lot of stuff with spirit guides and this, and I love them. I love spirit guides. They're a blast. But, see, spirit guides, most of us get very confused, and, and it all becomes about the spirit guide when really the purpose is our growth, our edification, our upliftment, and our transformation, not the glorification of a spirit guide. I mean, that's very... You know, that's very, you know, I don't know, 20th century, if you ask me. And and it's been very helpful. It got us here, but it will not take us into the future. Does that make sense? Well, I think, I think I'm listening to things that I haven't heard before, so I think it'll take, it's like, you know, it's like when you learn something <laughs> new. It's gonna, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you, yes, I know you make course. sense, but it's not perfect with me just yet, so I'm like having trouble like asking you the next questions and things like that because I'm, I knew that was going to happen because I'm learning material that I've never heard before. Um, so, and, so here's the thing. Listen, Elizabeth, I know that you're I know that there, I know that a lot of this is new to you, and I know cool. that there are other parts of it that are like. You're probably like, well, Linda, I know that. I mean, there's a lot of it that you already know, right? So there's layers of this. So my question to you is, is there anything, you can ask me anything, is there anything that would help you to clarify or to understand something more? Do you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, and it's okay, you can ask me. Well, yeah, and um, and we've got questions from callers and and people listening. Oh, cool. So I think okay, that's great yeah, too. So, yeah, and I think people want to know. Okay, so um, this was a question I had too. So two people typed it in. So we'll just go with this one. Um, okay, you know, let's go with this. We'll start with this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know how you said you you say a prayer and you and you go into like a 
you're not unconscious, but you step into sort of a different, I'm just going to call it like a different zone. Um, yeah. Do you step in and out of that, or once you say that prayer, you're there permanently? Or oh, how, I how thank you for happen? asking this. Do you know what? There is an opening prayer, and there is a closing prayer, <laughs> because okay. because the idea, this is really great, the idea is not that we live in a mixed state, right? When when we are in a, this is a spiritual practice, right? So so like when I work in the records and what I teach is we open our records, we do our personal work, often a lot of journaling. I do a lot of journaling, right, in my records, in, in, almost like in a, in a dialogue, right, uh, like that. It's very relational. I ask questions. I explore things um, in in the records. And then when I'm done, and I'm never in the records for more than like, I don't know, 30 minutes. That's plenty of time. Um then I close the records and I go about my day. It is very, it is not helpful, like to open my records and then go to, you know, get in the car and drive. I mean, that's like, that's like not a good idea, um, because I'm too easily distracted. I mean, you don't want to open the records and go to your job as an accountant. Because, first of all, you know, when you go to your job as an accountant, you want to be the best accountant you can be, and it probably requires all your faculties. So you don't want to diminish your ordinary faculties with a spiritual um, access, and you don't want to diminish your spiritual possibilities by diluting them with your ordinary attention. Does that, do you it. see? So it's, you want to do one thing at a time. Got it. And, then the other and, and there is an oh, yeah. opening and a closing to facilitate this shifting. Yeah, that makes way more yeah, yeah. sense. So yeah, I didn't, we okay, didn't get that. Cool. And so perfect. And then the next question is um, to people who are, um, you know, like like you were saying, you were raised with a religion. You know, so like I was raised right. Catholic and Presbyterian, alternating every other week. My dad's Catholic and my mom is Presbyterian. Does this complement <laughs> that? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it's hilarious. Does this complement that, or does it replace that? Because, like, I love my angels. Mm-hmm. It complements it. It's not a replacement. It's first of all, it's not a religion. Let's get that straight. Yeah, that's exactly. It's, it's, it's a spiritual like like, resource. Like a lot of people, like I have a, I'm, I have a practice of meditation. Right, mm-hmm. and I work with a mantra. I've been doing this for many years. Blah blah blah. I love it. It is not working in the Akashic Record. It is my meditation, right? It is also not my religion. I, too, was raised in traditional American religions, parts of which I just cherish. And so it's like I'm not going to throw, you don't have to throw anything away. And just so you know, the records are referred to in the Judeo-Christian tradition. Right, and different parts. I mean, and I talk about it in my first book. I cite the passages in in a variety of biblical translations because I know there's everything, you know, the Amplified Bible, which really caters to the evangelical. And, I mean, it goes, you know, all the way to the Jerusalem Bible, which is traditionally the Catholic Bible. But in all these translations, there are references to the Akashic Record known in the Judeo-Christian tradition as the Book of Life or the Book of God's Remembrance. It is also referred to in the, in the Jewish holidays 
uh, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, they talk about, you know, God opens his book. So the concept, this is what I'm saying, it's the concept is so deep. We're steeped in it, right? And I'm not familiar with, um, you know, Sanskrit or Indian scripture. Um, however, I do know that there are references to the Akasha in in different, um, you know, Eastern scriptural uh, works as well. So just, so no, 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 these are not, um, the, the idea is not to toss your religion over. Please, no. You know, this is, these are all such wonderful resources, and we, they all work together. Got it. And I okay. want to make sure I'm respectful of your time, too. I just looked down. I've been listening to you, and I realize we're at almost an hour. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. How about that? A more so we can end, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was only supposed to have you on the show for a half an hour or so, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've kept her. Is that okay, or do you have places oh, to be? Oh, you know what? Do you want to I thought we were on for an hour, so I'm good. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, yeah um, we're fine. We're fine. Don't worry. Awesome. We've got a few okay, more so, minutes, but please, what else would be yeah, helpful? No, I, I love this saying. This is me just asking this question sort of randomly. I love the saying, you meet people for a reason. And, like, one of the things that I've done is, as an adult is really slowed myself so down to really pay attention to, like, maybe overly even to everybody I meet. I sit and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I wonder why I met them. I wonder what part of my soul, my past, my future, my present. It's so cool, you know. And if you if you really slow yourself down, you really truly, I think, meet people for a reason. Am I way off base there? <laughs> no, it's all rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but here's what is so and. Okay, here's how I understand it. This is a very interesting concept, isn't it? Because the fact is that we, as our awareness, as we grow in awareness, we awaken to different people in the world. And we are all here to, we are all here seeking and finding one another. Do you know, we can always, or we can always and only hear the people who are speaking our language. And I mean that in the highest sense of language, you know, what they're speaking our language. See, it, it's always, I am always, I mean, much like you, I'm always like blown away when, uh, you know, someone, you know, someone who lives close to me, it's it's like oh my god and but I never saw the person before I never heard them but see when it's time we find we find one another we are That's always in cool seeking thing. and finding the people who whether they're in our life for a moment or you know 5 decades it doesn't matter you know they come into our life and they give us something and we give it's it's the law of mutual exchange right we get they give to us we give to them i mean this is how it, how it goes and sometimes we're very aware of it and sometimes it seems so insignificant right yeah but yeah it's it's fascinating what do you what do you think? Um, this is another one of my questions, just because I've got you on the phone. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, That's what, yeah. What do you want to know? You are you, you know. 
Oh, we got Dr. Linda Howe here. We can ask her anything. It's awesome. <laughs> so for people who are, this is just a death question, you know, for people who are totally freaked out about dying, what do you think yeah. happens to you when you die? And can you calm us down on the topic? <laughs> well, I, do you know, gosh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what happens. I really don't. I do know this. I know that we live many lifetimes. We live so... See, the fact is, the essence of who we are never dies. We are eternal, immortal beings. And at the human level, you know, do we change? Yes, we change form. You know, we get as far as... You know, I'm going to get as far as I can go as Linda, and then then I'll like, you know, then I'll cash it in and come back, come back later. But what what actually happens when we die, I don't know. I'll tell you what I do know. I know that in between lifetimes, we we evaluate, you know, our growth, right? The purpose of these repeated incarnations is so that we can grow to know and love ourselves as we are known and loved by the divine. Now, that is easier, of course, said than done. So the challenge is, you know, we go from lifetime to lifetime. Can I love myself, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm this person? Can I love myself when I'm this woman in the Midwest? Can I love myself when I'm a farmer? Can I love myself when I'm an international drug smuggler? Can I, I mean, you know, can I love myself when I'm the Queen of England? I mean, we go, I mean, the point is, how do I love myself no matter what? I mean, which is unconditional. And then we grow into that. And then we grow into letting others be who they are and loving and appreciating others and respecting. I mean, and so it, it's such a, a beautiful, beautiful process that takes so many, many lifetimes. And I know that in between incarnations, we we check in. You know, our soul in partnership with the divine makes selections about what are the next great opportunities for learning how to love and cherish who we are in any and all conditions. So that's, that's how I understand it. And um, so, But, but yeah. the thing to, to really understand is that the essence of who we are cannot die. It, we cannot. So, so now the good news with that is there's nothing anyone can say or do to you that can really destroy you. I mean, your human self, yes, we can get bruised, terrible things happen, but as a soul, no one can snuff out that light. And there's nothing, it's also, I'm relieved, certainly as the parent of a 23-year-old son, I'm like, the good news is, there's nothing I can do to snuff out the light in that character. (laughs) Which is, I don't know, I'm like, oh, thank you, God, because, you know, I don't want to hurt him. And my right. best efforts have not always been perfect. I mean, that's just the way it's life. So oh, it's like the great paradox, now. right? The great <laughs> paradox. On one hand, uh, we I'm are perfect, eternal, words. immortal souls, and we are imperfect human beings. How do we live in that paradox? It is, it is a tremendous challenge and opportunity. And to be awake yeah. to it is a great honor. Yeah. Do you um, Do you think that you have... It's um, another one of my questions that I always wrestle with. This one: Do you think you come back a certain amount of times, learning things, and then you go someplace else, 
and you're good, or do you think you just are in, infinitely a soul and you're going to do what you're going to do all the time? Do you do you know what I mean? Like if you didn't learn something um, in this go around, all right, well, first of all, all right, listen, this time. whole thing with learning things, do you know that's very to me, that's very punitive. I used okay. to believe that. I used to be like, I gotta, I gotta learn everything because I gotta, I don't know what I was gonna graduate or something. And now I'm like, oh, so maybe, you know what? It maybe it's not about that. Maybe it's about enjoying. Maybe it's about unleashing the infinite love within. Maybe it's about appreciating the human experience, even though it is totally ridiculous at times. See, I don't, I don't know. I mean, these are, you know, these are questions I have. And in this business of, you know, do we go off to other star seed groups or this? Who? I have no idea, and I don't really care. See, I really don't, because I'm like, wow. The idea is, how can I live on Earth? The Akashic record is related to Earth. It has nothing to do with other planets either. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like it's not about yeah. you know the planet Smelfin or any of that kind of stuff. No, it's about it's about it's the it's the vibrational correspondent to the to the earthly experience. So so the real question that that just is captivating to me is how how can I how can I be aware of the truth that who I am in my essence is good, even though there's not always a heap of evidence on that? You know, I'm so imperfect, it's painful. But but the fact is, how can I come to love myself the way I am loved by the divine? And how can I come to love others in that same way? And that is, to me, that is such um, an inspiring question and opportunity. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'll ever tire of it. I mean, but that's what I'm. That's like the real. Um, that's the real question that has has just like grabbed my attention in this life. So, so that's I don't know what question. to say. You know, do we cycle out and go into these other lifetimes? I, you know, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm so glad that that's your answer. Because it, it it's comforting. I I love I love how you just brought it back, with you know loving oh. yourself and loving others in the same capacity and way and all that stuff. And I love the word opportunity, because <clears throat> that's that's a great word. You have an opportunity to do that in every moment, don't you? That's really that's really all there is to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you really if we boil this down. Like whoa, but that's that. But that is that's the opportunity. Do you know? There's one final thing I want to say, Elizabeth, that I just yeah. think sometimes just cracks me up. Okay, when I very first came into the records in 1994, okay, one of the first things that came to my awareness was that this is an infinite spiritual resource. And I thought to myself, oh, hey, I get that. This is what I thought. And I want you to know I am here 20-something years later, writing my fourth book, learning. Every day I learn something new. Do you know? I mean, it's just, and I just have to laugh because I had no idea what it meant to have, um, 
to have access to an infinite spiritual resource and what infinite really means and the potential for me as just a person and 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 everyone I know who's who's like um, experimented and enjoyed really explored the records that this idea that it's infinite is just is so much greater than anything I could have ever cooked up on my own and I am just I am like so grateful that I was led to this and um and I just and I appreciate I appreciate your your interest and your questions and and the dedication you have to your listeners and your awareness of what they want to know and how you can support them I just I want you to know I'm I'm very grateful for this opportunity today it's just been a blast so I thank you thank you being here. Yeah, thank you for being here and thank you for putting up with our rookie questions. <laughs> we know they're we know oh, we're no, rookies. No, 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 no. So much fun. no, 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 don't even go there. You. Don't go there. Oh no, please, no, we please. love you. And um, okay. when you no, 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 it's so cool because you know, when you have somebody like you on the on the show, um, and you're just you know, you're just learning you and all you're about and all you do and reading your books and all that stuff. This is so cool to have you and hear your voice and have an hour of you to kind of accompany that. And so um, I've look, I was looking on your website, and I encourage everybody listening to look on your website because you can do things like schedule appointments with Linda. You can take classes. You do all mm-hmm. sorts of really neat things, and I love that you are accessible to people for real because sometimes people think they're like, you know, so cool, and they've written a book, and you know, I'm never going to talk to you, you know, kind of thing. And you are <laughs> totally, you're totally accessible, and you know, people people love to to learn like this, and so it's really neat what you're doing. You have video classes. I love your website, by the way. Everybody, go to lindahow.com because you have you have video classes. Um, what else do you do yes. like that, just in case people want to reach you, and then we'll close. Uh, so, so here's the thing: go to lindahow.com. Um, I do. I've got video classes right now. We're doing manifesting your soul's purposes. I have a wonderful class coming up in the summer, an in-person class here in the Chicago area, which has to do. I'm very excited about this class because we're going to be working with the connection between your personal, your like individual personal healing, and then really. Um, bringing your awakened self to the world to make the difference that you really want to make. So so it's the inner and outer aspects of of, of personal healing through the Akashic Records. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I've got my books. There's readings. Um, I, I do. I have, you know, I'm, you know I, I'm tra- I travel a lot and this and that. But, but, gosh, I love to do readings for people. So if you can get on the schedule, do. And and here's the other thing. If you heard me on Elizabeth's show, tell me. Okay? Like, don't be shy. Exactly, tell yeah. me. I mean, we're all just people. It's cool. So <laughs> Exactly. Okay? And all I'll right. be excited. And I'll be excited to hear from you. That's, anyway, so there you have it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you so thank much you. for your time. And congratulations on writing your new book. And congratulations on all of your old books that you've written, that are, people are reading and reading and reading, and I will put links up, everybody listening, don't panic, I'll put links up to everything. I follow the show up <laughs> on the blog. 
I'll put all of her books, all of, everything up. So um, if you're sitting Great. here kind of wondering where you where you can get everything, I uh, other than Linda's website, I'll put up a blog that links back to Linda's website and all this stuff, and we'll make sure that you can reach her if you want to. So thank you so much, Linda, for being oh, with great. us. And, um, oh, it was thank just you. A, a pure joy. Thank you. Thank words. you, thank pure you, joy. thank you. We'll talk again, Elizabeth. Okay, awesome. bye-bye Thanks. now. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a great April 12th. We really appreciate Linda being with us. And um, we're going to take a break from shows for just a little bit and come back on the 27th of April at 1 p.m. with Ellen Barrett. Again, we're going to talk about her book and um, more fitness videos and all that good stuff. So we thank Linda Howe for being with us. Everybody go to Linda Howe's website. Um, awesome, awesome resource. And um, thank you again. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.